listening to Emma the Bullcast, the podcast where people call in and we chat with them about what their commander pet peeves are and find out whether or not they might be a villain of their story. I'm your host, Mike Carroza. You might also know me as Mark Carbonza, and I write the Am I the Bullest column over at Commander's Herald, where people write in stories and I determine whether or not they might be the villain. I am uh, joined by my co-hosts, and you'll be hearing a lot from them over the course of this podcast. Let me tell you, uh, I love their work. I love them very much. Uh, this guy, I've been a fan of his since his days posting deck techs on Reddit. You might know him as Games Freak SA, but over at CommandersHerald.com, we know him as the writer of the How They Brew It column, Michael Salani. How are you? I am so excited to be here. I traveled all the way across the country to my office and my house, and uh, I'm just really grateful to be here. You know, I let's let's try that again. <laughs> that didn't no, work we're too well. It in. No, no. you you accused me of being a dweeb right before we started recording, and you do that. I loved it. That was great. What are you Shut talking up. about? <laughs> Speaking of which, that's our producer, Morgan Sanchez. <laughs> hey, Morgan. Pat, somebody's the bolus already. Uh-oh. And it's Uh-oh. one of the mics. It's me. And it's <laughs> one of the... It's, well, I'll tell you. It's Mike. Oh. Oh, Mike's well, that narrows it down considerably. It- to at least two people. I wish you were talking about a third unseen Mike. We could. <laughs> yeah. This is a pretty big office. We got a lot of switchboards. We got a lot of I, I'm going to go ahead and disagree. I'm going to own it. I'm being the bolus because I'm holding you to a recording that you don't like. You fumbled that intro. We're going to re-record it. You know no, that, we're not right? gonna, You did it. Well, no, we're not going to re-record you it. You didn't even fumble it. We're also going to have Ken bleep those swears. That's what we're doing. You did not fumble it. That You just you were like, ah, f*** it. You're like, that was all you. Why are we you saying did not so fumble much it? right now we can't be saying <laughs> this much oh this is going to be the perfect intro to the podcast a lot of beeping this is going to be it i th- i can feel it this is the one there this is, is it. more in the opening to this podcast that i get in my actual day-to-day life michael the, the what keeps it pg-13 is that we don't use it in a sexual context yeah that's the you thing you can say it you can't ever do it, dude. Oh my God! What are we I, doing? I know I can't ever do it. That's the problem. This is a. a <laughs> we are the Barbies and Kens of magic podcasting. We're <sighs> veering wildly off course. Can we try this again? <laughs> no, we're not trying it again. I like this. I like it enough. We're doing it. Salani. Oh. <laughs> we're the worst. Uh, anyway, this podcast is the podcast form of my column, Am I the Bolus, over at CommandersHerald.com. Please check it out. Give it a uh, look-see-loo, a little bit of read-ski. Uh, just to let you guys know off the top of the episode, we're just going to be introducing ourselves real quick before we get to a caller, but you can expect us to be real goofy in future episodes. We just want you to know who we are. My name is Mike Carroza. I'm a stand-up comedian, but I also write for Commander's Herald as I've mentioned several times already, and I love Commander. My favorite color is black, and the kind of strategies I love involve sacrificing things, the graveyard. I love an aristocrat's deck. I love an engine. Those are my favorite things about Commander. If you see me with eight pieces that interact together really well, I'm having a great time. Michael, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about you? Oh, I just like confusing the shit out of people. Elaborate. (laughs) I like building decks that are functional they are functional they do work but they do require maybe a little bit of a let's say reinterpretation 
of what you would normally do during your game of Commander. Like maybe you have a deck that turns things into other creatures. Maybe you have a clone deck. Well, I have a clone deck that turns creatures into themselves. So <laughs> that's the type of stuff we're playing with here. And as long as I can get you to laugh and remember that you're having fun playing a game instead of worrying about whether or not you smell too much because you forgot to put on deodorant, well, then I've accomplished my goal. Well, first of all, a couple tips. Don't forget deodorant and bathe regularly. But also, why is that what we're telling our audience? I don't I don't because go, they I'm, need it, idiot. I, no, I'm not over here assuming <laughs> our audience is stinky. All right. Our audience is probably not stinky. It's a stupid stereotype that's out there. We can be hey, look, we're cle- the cleanliness that runs within our community is 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 a lot. I don't know how I phrase that. My point is if you're confused by Michael's description of his decks. Do yourself a favor and go read how they brew it. The column is filled with very entertaining decks and articles that you should... Honestly, it will blow your mind the way the rules work here. I think that uh, as a longtime fan, I'm speaking from the heart when I say, read how they brew it, please. You'll love it. You'll love it. Oh, my God. It's like... it's You know when jazz performers, they're playing a little bit of jazz, and then they laugh at something a drummer does, and you're like, oh, that, that was spicy. That's how it feels listening, uh, reading Michael Solani's articles. Because you're like, well, that shouldn't work. And I picked up on it, and that's pretty funny. Mike, I can only guarantee that a couple of my articles contain the lick. I'll tell you what. A lot of them are really fun. That's fun. Anyway, Morgan, tell us about your relationship to Commander and uh, how much you love Magic. What kind of decks you play? Well, I'll be the first to say that I, I love Magic. But, I mean, you guys, to be perfectly honest with you, I don't. I don't. I don't play Commander. <laughs> you what? You don't play at Commander? All. You don't play Commander at all? No. Not even a little bit? I, I don't play Commander. Not even a little bit, you guys. Well, this is probably something... I'm, I'm here. I'm this... We should have... Switchboard operator. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You could throw me a card. We should have probably oh, done it. this before. Haven't... Dockside Extortionist. Okay. Ooh. Oh, that's the black? That's the black card. Don't, okay. buddy, don't, don't tell her yet. The, the What do you think it does? The black card... Well... It's three and black. Okay. Whenever an opponent draws a card, you have to pay two. If they do, you get a you get a treasure. Okay. Morgan, you missed that it has extort. Right. It's in the name, Morgan. Right. It's in it's it's an Orzov card. I I forgot. Right. Okay. Right. Hold on a second. No, not even a little bit. Dockside extortionist is a wildly popular card in Commander. You did, are you? Do you want to try again? Maybe guess a different color. What color is Dockside extortionist? It's white. <laughs> We're the worst. This is Am I the Bullcast, the podcast based on my column over at CommanderZero.com. If you know the column, then you know that we get submissions. I say we like I'm not the only guy getting friggin' submissions. It's my email address. I get submissions constantly. For Am I the Bullcast? I don't know what you're talking <laughs> okay. about, Mike. That's where the, Oh, I see. That's where all the forwarded ones come from. I get a bunch of emails from people being like, hey, this happened in a game. Am I the villain? And a lot of the times, yeah, you are. And that's kind of the point. It's am I the am I the a, 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 asshole? Am I allowed to say that one? It's uh, uh, whatever. It, it's that Reddit thread that everybody loves, that Reddit channel. And then uh, we made it magic. Little peek behind the curtain being reductive about the column. But here we go. It's been pretty good. We've been running it the entire time Commander's Herald has been live, and now we've decided it's time to have a podcast uh, where we 
do kind of a similar thing. It's a call-in show. We have people call in and they tell us, you know, what their magic pet peeves are. And maybe they have a story for us where I get to I get to ask whether or not they were the bolus. And then we have a very complicated voting system and we as a team decide whether or not they are the villain. So that's what this podcast is. This is the very first episode. What you're hearing is my voice domineering the entire thing uh, because I haven't let anybody say anything else. Mike, can you say something real quick? No. And that's wonderful. So what we have today, do we, do we have a caller on the line or something? We've got too many switchboards in this office, boy. Oh, no. I got to find one. Who do we got? Who do we got? Hang on. Hang on. Give me a second. Give me a second. Uh-huh. Not that one. Oh. You know it's an audio podcast only. They're not going to see your physical bits. I don't give a f- Mark. <laughs> Quit saying the f- word. We have someone on the line we might know already. Oh. Oh my God. I hope it's that guy that tells me about my car's extended warranty. Oh God. It is. Oh. It's Dana Roach. You're listening to Am I the Bullcast, the podcast where we have guests come on and ask, was I the villain? And the answer is, well, I don't know, probably we'll find out about that. I'm your host, Mike Carroza, probably better known as Mark Carbonza. And that is, I don't, uh, you know what? We'll see how often I do that over the course of this podcast. We have a caller on the line. This is uh, Dana Roach from Eau Claire, Wisconsin. First time caller, first time listener. Oh, first time caller, first time listener. You got that back end deal over there, don't you? That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Is this Dana Roach of the EDH Redcast? <laughs> the, yeah, the Dana Roach from the EDH Redcast. The very same. <laughs> now, Dana, what's your probably better? Probably better. I got to stop doing that. I, I'm not clowning on Seth. It's just very fun to do. It's fun to do the exact same way every time too but anyway i it started as a joke i pitched and now it's just it is what it is dana i'm so happy that you could do this thank you so much for one being on the show two uh being our first guest on the podcast now uh dana tell me a bit more about do you have a story for us do you have a pet peeve you want to discuss today what's what's something that you'd want to take into bolus territory yeah, I, I thought about this for a while, um, and there's a couple examples that jumped out, but I think I can. I, I'm going to kind of eliminate them as I give them. So, okay. so the first one <laughs> okay. I can think of years ago, very early in my commander career, um, mm-hmm. we had we had a local guy in a shop who who only had one deck. It was a mono red deck, okay. and he he. Hate, vocally hated blue decks and vocally hated counter spells. So was he playing simultaneously like <laughs> and stuff yeah, like that? Sim- okay. Simultaneously, he had a reputation as kind of being a cheater, and he was oh. a bully. So he was a, just a giant jerk. Great combination. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> everyone that got stuck occasionally, because this, this was, you know, we didn't have a ton of people playing. So you'd, you'd kind of wind up stuck in a pod with him once a week at least. Uh-huh. So basically everyone in the shop built a mono blue deck filled with counter spells <laughs> just to play against him. 
And absolutely. So I'm like, am I the bullest for busting out Talran with 40 counter spells against this guy? And he was the only person I played it against when I had that deck. Yeah. Absolutely. Do I feel bad about it? Not a bit. See, I was that. the bullest in that situation. And he, <laughs> I absolutely felt deserved being the bullest playing this against a guy who eventually got banned from the shop for bullying like a 12 year old in a pre-release. Oh, man. So I don't feel bad about it. That's a story I need to hear. Bullying a 12 year old? Luckily, it probably was worked out because he's now a cop and i'm sure it's fine oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what guys we we love cops here on the am i the bull cast we love them we love them somebody take away the soundboard um yeah. i that look i'll say <laughs> what a story okay first of all i for, i love i can't believe this this is very fun because you are the villain in terms of game action a hundred percent and rule zero conversation but this is like this is community standing up you know what i mean so it's yeah. like a it's it's very fun there's it feels like is there a villain yeah that guy is a bully he is uh, a salty guy running around the LGS ends up getting banned for bullying a minor, a child, yeah. a 12-year-old. <laughs> At a pre-release. Of all places. First of all, a pre-release. That's always a fun environment to like get to know the community in the LGS and 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 uh, and, and to learn the, what the cards can do and stuff. And so what would it take to bully a 12-year-old yeah. at a pre-release <laughs> Yeah. besides just a terrible temper? Um, What's going wrong in your life that that's what you need to do? And you know what? It, you know what he won at that pre-release when he got banned was a badge and a gun. And you know what? That's, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't have the sound effect ready for it, but let's just play the national anthem, why don't we? Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's a wild that's so what a frustrating <laughs> turn of events yeah right yeah I love that you acknowledge you love, I am the bolus that is a villainous thing to do is to set up my deck to immediately and only counter this guy like only play it against him in, yep yeah but you're playing a pot of four right you're like you, you know you're, yeah okay yeah. so were the other two decks mono blue decks Everyone was on board. Like one guy had an Azami deck that was Beautiful. all counter spells. Somebody I can't remember what the other ones were, but yeah, like basically we had probably ten regulars in the store, and the other nine people all built like mono blue counter spell decks. Do you have to think maybe I'm the problem? <laughs> maybe am I the baddie? Yeah, I think let's get that guy on the show, Officer. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is that is what a wild wild. I love that you guys did that. I really do. I think that's so much fun. Well, it, so then that kind of brings me into the the, the actual one thing I, I, I was I want to talk about because it's a combination of pet peeves and like yes things that that you know am, am I the bullet's question that I I struggle with is because of the way I brew I have to be very cautious to not have a bad attitude when I play against a deck that is the opposite of what I do. So when I sit down and like someone busts out their commander, that's very powerful and very on rails and has a very obvious brew path and they've built that deck. So when someone sits down and like, Oh, here's my Tulane deck filled with all the things you would see in a Tulane list, or here's, here's my, um, you know, on top of my head, I'm struggling to think of another example. Here's my Kali the Vast deck filled with sure. all of the best you know, angels and dragons and demons I can cheat into play. 
I have to very much watch myself to not because I, I do. It is a pet peeve. I'm like here, I, I spent a ton of time building this thing right. and trying to figure out how to turn this relatively innocuous and not powerful commander, perhaps, into something that's actually playable. And there's a lot of thought and effort into making this a good experience for the table. And you've just built this thing that's going to like you could go to the bathroom, maybe come back and find out you've won the game by accident. <laughs> and uh, I, I have to be make it a point to not be judgmental because I that statement was just judgmental right there right oh, like, was, that was it just was kind of stopping that was kind of condescending data. that was absolutely you could come back from the bathroom and accidentally won the game <laughs> yeah like that's condescending <laughs> a little bit yeah 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 so like I, I I really that's something that I am I I where I tend to be the bolus because I very easily can find myself having that attitude towards someone else's deck and that's not fair to do to somebody who just maybe wants to play the game and like doesn't want to put a lot of thought and time into brewing because they don't have the ha- they don't have the time. I mean, they don't find it fun. I don't. And another, I, I don't know. Another slightly judgmental. I'm going to call you out on these. Another say maybe sure. they didn't put the thought and time into the brew. That's what you just said with that. Sure, absolutely. And, and, and what I meant was like maybe they don't have it or it doesn't it isn't interesting. But it still came out that way. You're 100 percent correct. It still came out that way. But I do see what you're saying. There are a ton of commanders that end up getting built, quote unquote, that way. You know, um, for sure. We we had a submission a little while ago. I say we. I'm the only one writing the articles. Uh, the the uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, am I the bolus? The the column this podcast is based on, and one of them was this topic of it's not that deck. You know what I mean? Where somebody right. sits down with a Moldrotha deck, and you're like, oh boy, here comes a Moldrotha deck. We know. We have to watch out for it. And then they go, well, it's not that deck versus this being kind of on the other side of that being like, I'm sick of sitting down with these, these, you know, I have a hard time not having this thought of, I don't want to sit down with this quote unquote, that deck that I'm being sold is maybe it's not that deck or maybe it is. What's the, what's the fear there for you? Do you feel like you're not going to get to do the thing that you're excited about? Or do you feel like you're kind of like, well, look at this. This is a stock. You know, uh, somebody printed the average deck list from EDH rec, an excellent yeah, deck I, building I like, tool, but sometimes can be, uh, you know, the, the, the thing that, the, oh boy, the thing that you, that you've been building is, is now working against you. Oh my God. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it, it's frustrating to feel like I would have to a lot of times like, oh, I have to play a perfect game and have like fantastic luck to compete against this deck that doesn't have to have any of those things. Right. That's just going to be competitive right. regardless of the mistakes the person makes or regardless of brewing or how much intentionality they put into it. Mm-hmm. But that's not that person's fault, which is no. which is probably the the thing to the, the thing that I struggle to I, or have to force myself to remember in the moment. Not only is it not their fault, I am the person that put myself in a position with the commander I chose and the deck I brewed, where I am kind of walking uphill to school both ways. Like I, <laughs> I made that choice. Like I, I'm the one that brewed this deck that is outside the box and is going to require it's going to probably be extra challenging to to get to that point so like right. it's not their fault they picked that commander that maybe spoke to them in some way and it's mm-hmm. it is my fault that i picked the one i did pick you know you put it on yourself when you're when you're building something like that right you're coming to something you're like i want yeah. this cool thing to make it work i, I you know i need to be kind of left alone i need to kind of have things go my way but it'll be rewarding when that happens and sometimes you see a commander you're like well this might not be the game where that does happen you know yeah and the delayed delayed gratification is tough sometimes like like you know that it's 
there, it's rewarding to have done that, but right. it's also in the moment frustrating. It's 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 you know it's rewarding in the long term to eat healthy, but in the in, in the moment that piece of pizza is real good. Talking about one piece of pizza, <laughs> come on, right. that pizza is real good. There yeah. we go. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> and also, like, there's the added component here too of the, the reality is I am more heavily invested in playing this game than 99 percent of people. Right. It, it, it's a job of mine. So, like, I read about magic cards more than most people. Right. I think about decks more than most people. I do all of those things more than most people. I mean that that also creates a weird disadvantage. Like, uh, uh, and it's an easy thing to forget that I brew decks the way I do because I'm in a position to do so. I have the privilege to be able to think about magic and look at magic cards right. and, and ponder the decks I brew the, with the amount of time I do them in a way that most people don't. So it, it's easy to forget those things. Like, if you're somebody who's like you're, you've you've got a family and a job and and hobbies and and things going on in your life, the average person can't put the amount of time into like thinking about right. the stuff that I can. They maybe just want to play, and like I, I shouldn't be judgmental of someone who just wants to play. There's a lot but, of but dopamine. I struggle, I struggle with that sometimes. Yeah. There's a definite, like, you're sitting down to play a game, much like sitting down to play, like, you know, Mortal Kombat or something and getting good at playing that, you know. But if I'm sitting down next with my buddy, you know, I don't, I don't get to see every now and then. And he's like, every three months, he's got his Brea precon that he's slowly, you know, upgraded. And, and, you know, his upgrades are necessary and good. Sure. And like, oh, he bought a Cyclonic Rift, you know what I mean? Or he's like, yeah. he, here's that Vidalcan Archmage, which is what? Cast an artifact spell, draw a card, you know, all that stuff. And so he's, he's spending a lot of time building his deck, but not so concentrated as we are he does come to the game kind of like i want to shuffle up and play my strong deck and i'm going to play it well and i'm going to have my fun and then go about my time the pods that we play in might inform this a little bit more but sitting down with somebody who just has their strong deck and is like this is the kind of magic that appeals to me i built it kind of like surface level uh i'm not doing anything too different from what the average is doing and but that appeals to me can't be mad at that, man. That's the beauty of the game. Yeah. Well, like you, you mentioned the tutor thing before. How you don't like playing tutors, Not and, my I, and thing. I don't really run. I don't run tutors either. Yeah. Um. Really, not any of my decks. But that, but maybe that's a luxury that you and I have because, like, oh, I, I'm aware of this card from Mercadian Masks that will work great in my deck that most people aren't aware of. Right. Like, so they're running tutors to do the things that, like, you and I don't need tutors to do because we have a knowledge of the game that most right. people don't have, and like. You know, it, that, that that is, in a way, a luxury that we have, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. For sure. I mean, for, for me, the, the thing is, when you start playing the deck and you're in a singleton format and three or four of your cards give you the same card, I don't, I, you know, I, that, that takes away from the variety that I've come to appreciate for, for sure. and love about this format. So personally, yeah, tutors. And that is about the luxury. That is the luxury yeah, that yeah. comes with, yeah. you know, Hey, I don't need to run this tutor instead. Let me find this one card that might be just right. The, yeah, because I feel the same way that you do with your brews, but about finding little little cards that might work for one deck, you know, and just keeping it in there. Like, um, I have a Thalese Reverend Medium deck. You know, you probably you hear enough about Thalese from Joey on the EDA track. Yeah, Joey runs it. Um, yeah. You know, March of Souls is a board wipe that replaces all the creatures with spirits. You know, 1-1 one, one flying spirits. It won't 
<laughs> if you're facing down a board of creatures and you're about to die, well, it's not going to save you from dying, but it will turn them all into spirits, and that's thematically fun. That's my board sure, wipe in right. that deck. Yeah. It's not amazing, but it is fun that I get to do that, right? That that card is not great. It's in that deck instead of a demonic tutor, instead of a diabolic tutor, instead yeah. of, you know, uh enlightened tutor for like an you know, that smothering tide that I could have regularly, you know. So I feel like that that part of it brings me a lot of ple- pleasure, but to some people play, sitting down with that deck where they're like Cali of the Vast, turn one, Enlightened Tutor for Lightning Greaves. You're like, ah, okay. Right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> like, I know, I know exactly what you're doing. I know where this is going. Yep. But that's the other thing. Part of that luxury comes of, of knowing the, the luxury that comes with knowing the game so well. Is also yeah. it also comes with the burden of knowing the game so well. <laughs> right, 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 for sure. So you know, 100%. Like, you see enlightened tutor. You're like, all right, lightning green's going on top, right? You're, okay, we we can pass to the next turn. No, you need to reveal. You're right. Let's resolve this. You're right. I'm getting a little hasty, and they have the lightning greaves, and you're like, we know what's coming. We know <laughs> yeah, exactly. this deck because I've seen this deck. You know. That's why the excitement of preview season and seeing like a brand new brew from somebody and being like this, this is fun to see optimized for a little bit. And then you want to be like, let's add some of this personality. And then you sometimes you just skip the optimization part altogether and you go for it. Let's see how weird I can do. So uh, it's, it's a fun aspect of deck building that comes with knowing the game so well, but also it is such a hard thing to police yourself on, you know, not to, yeah. not to get back to talking about police. But we, <laughs> need to, somebody take away this, this soundboard before we get into trouble. I, I'm going to need to talk to production about taking this away from me, but I, 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 I definitely see where you're coming from and it's a good thing to be aware of. Um, do you find that it's gotten you in trouble or it, it creates a weird thing in terms of, uh, of the rule zero discussion and or power balance, because a a deck of similar cards that I've assembled mm-hmm. probably has a higher power level than a deck of similar cards that someone else assembles who's been playing for six months. Right. Even though, like, like I could have hand someone a pile of cards from a deck of mine, and mm-hmm. they could like thumb through it and go, "Oh yeah, this is similar to what I'm running." But odds are pretty high that the way those cards will work together and the synergies and interactions on the deck of mine. Because I've been playing for ten years, and I'm mm-hmm. like think about this stuff all the time, and, and look at it, and, and it, it is going to play more powerfully than their deck that looks very similar, because they're going to have interactions, or, or they're going to be missing out on interactions right. that I've baked in, and it, it do, definitely creates a, a, a power level thing that I have to be very cautious of when playing against people that have that are not as entrenched as I am. Sure, for sure, and it's a really tough thing to evaluate. Unless you're like very conscious of it because it's just, it's not there on the cardboard. It's like the space in between the cardboard kind of. Right. That's a very, that's a very good point. It leads me to, cause this is going to come up a lot over the lifespan of this podcast for sure. We're going to have to talk about this. My deck is a seven, you know, this kind of rating right. system. Yeah. It's, it's the idea of it seems like a useful tool. You know, you want to sit down and say, look, you know, that's why when you started, when we, the first story you told or, or, my deck doesn't win before turn 10 is, is a right. better metric of where your deck can go, I guess, if left untouched, so on. But my deck is a seven, you know, that discussion, the whole thing of like wanting to rate the decks and 
and have them head to head and being like, well, this deck is going to be slightly better than this one or a little bit worse and so on. And you get into like misrepresenting them. And so, you know, if everybody's deck has a rating, the thing that people aren't accounting for are a, a precon in the hand of somebody whose ability to spot the interactions when they've been so entrenched in magic is going to be better played than a precon in somebody's hands with somebody who, you know, doesn't have experience with the game or is brand new to yeah. it. Or, you know, they'll get that excitement when they finally put things some together. And that's like a beautiful feeling in the game. But, you know, the pilot adds a lot to the deck power, which mm-hmm. I think is, is, is part of the point you're making here. But if I hand someone that list of cards, hand someone my deck, uh-huh. and they're flipping through the cards, it's not going to look like what it is. It's that not going to be obvious. The, the individual pieces in that deck make it look like, you know, a sub-precon level deck. And it's very much not that. Right. Because of how because of how those pieces work together. And that becomes a very challenging thing to evaluate in terms of power when you're playing against folks that like because like I could easily sit down against a deck that costs, you know, a thousand dollars and has some really powerful, like obvious bombs in it. Right. And my deck would play way stronger than that deck was because of the way those pieces work together. And that's a really difficult thing to both evaluate on my on my own and to explain to other people when we're sitting down to play. Right. And so say so we're sitting down with so coming back to your previous point of you know not wanting not wanting to feel this way against certain types of deaths I'm 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 shaking my fist over here you know <laughs> say you right. sit down against a two lane deck with this deck that you've just described as it's going to be better in my hands than in somebody else's hands it maybe maybe a, you know a, a healthier outlook and something that might help uh, with that feeling is that the, uh, maybe a bolster of confidence just like hey i know this deck pretty well and if i'm gonna go up against this stock list that is definitely got tons of bombs and plays you know magic on easy mode to to, to kind of uh borrow a, a saying online you know uh, sure maybe this is the time to be like well it's not gonna be easy mode today buddy you know what i mean i'm yeah, right yeah i've got this weird jank deck but it's it it puts in work you know yeah Maybe that's a that's a fun way to look at it. Absolutely, for sure. Man, this turned into am I am I the bolas? Uh, yeah, you got a couple stories in there. That, like you, yeah, you, got, yeah. you got you got one. Uh, not so much. No, not really. Yes, technically, but that guy's a dick. Uh, and uh, this is a PG thirteen show, so I could say that. And then uh, All right. that was good. Okay. This is going to be great for the people who get the full interview because we went for a while, and I, mm-hmm. I, I think we we got to end it there, buddy. I I appreciate you so much for coming on to this. This is this has been very. I could chat with you for a while, man. I, I I'm having a great time talking with you. No, this has been a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to seeing some more of these interviews here for you, you guys are going to be doing in the future. Thanks, man. I appreciate that, and we could have very you back cool. on the future should you should you have another story you want to take in. Absolutely, yeah. for sure. Well, uh, uh, that'll do it for us at uh, Am I the Bullcast, the inaugural episode. Let's cut back to Solani and, and uh, see what he's got going for us. What a delightful surprise that is to get a call from Dana Roach of EDH Retcast. Thank you so much for calling in, Dana. You guys should listen to EDH Retcast every week. They talk about Magic the Gathering, specifically Commander. 
It's very data-driven, and it's very fun and informative. So please check it out. Dana Roach, one more time. Thank you so, so much for calling in. Uh, now I think we have to get into the nitty and the gritty. Morgan, can you summarize Dana's question for us? Am I the bolus for Dana? Well, Dana wants to know, am I the bolus for eye-rolling against a commonly played commander? seen this guy for the 40th time today and it's only your second game what are we hipsters now like is it not okay to play something that's popular well that's one way to go about it before we get to discussing it morgan you have devised the most complicated voting system in the history of podcasts please break it down for our listeners and, and please don't don't be afraid to slow it down if you need to but i think they'll get it Tell everybody how our voting system works and let them know how we will be voting whether or not Dana is the bolus. So I'll give everybody a second to get notepad and paper, pull your phone up, your notes app, just really quick. You can pause it here. One, two, three, give you a second. So our voting system to determine whether or not somebody is the bolus, Solani will have a singular vote. And it counts for one. I will have a singular vote. That, that counts for one, yes. Okay. So the one vote mm -hmm. is one vote. Got it. It's worth one. Right. For Solani? Correct. And for okay. yourself? Yes. My vote will be counted for Got one. It. Okay. All right. Okay. Give you a couple more, just a couple more seconds okay. here. People are calling in because they, they just don't. Fast. They don't understand we're what. We're, we okay. are. We're going a little you know too what? fast. It is a, a podcast. They can it, pause it. But Morgan, right. what about my vote? How I'm assuming it also counts for one. Is that correct? No. Oh. That is incorrect. Jeez. Nope. You know what? We have these mathematicians at Harvard, okay? And they told me, they said, okay, you and Solani are going to be the one. Yeah, okay. Each one. But Mark is going to be three. Okay. So Mike is going to be three. That's me. Mark, Mike, a.k.a. Mark, I regret doing the Mark Carbonza thing. Mike, Mark, three. So just to recap, my vote counts for three. Morgan's counts for one. And Michael Solani's also counts for one? Am I getting this right? That's actually perfect. Oh, yeah. my God. Okay, so we've broken it down. It checks out. So, Dana wants to know, am I the bolus for eye-rolling for playing against a popular or commonly used commander? Let's break it down. Morgan, what do you think? I don't think so, because I, I get it. I don't want to play against the same Kalia of the Vast deck with all of her demons and angels and dragons and nonsense, do something fun. Maybe like a deck that utilizes Tempting Worm, for instance. Do something a little more crazy. Okay. Instead of just demons and angels and dragons. Well, I mean, maybe that's fun for them, though. You see, you have to see their side, right? Solani, what about you? What do you think? I think that you can't yell at people for wanting to play something that's popular. Things that are popular right. become popular for a reason, right? Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily because it's good. It's not necessarily because it's oppressive, because it'll win games and it'll show everyone you've got the biggest card muscles. It's Sometimes <laughs> you just want to play something that you know works, that you know other people have made work, mm -hmm. and that there's a lot of different thing, ways you could take it. You know, It doesn't always have to be the same way to build a Traxa doesn't always have to be the same way to build Kalia. Got you it. can take those popular things, make them your own. You know, maybe it's still pretty strong, but at least you have your own essence that you've put right in there. I don't think you could look at a commander and be like, 
ah, it's this garbage again. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to take it with a grain of salt, and you've got to play the player, not the deck. Got it. So, Michael, are you? Is that to say that you're voting that Dana is the bolus? Is your vote cast for yes? Yeah, I think my vote is is cast for yes. And Morgan, is your vote cast for a no? So I don't think he's the bolus. Okay. No, I think it's perfectly reasonable to roll your eyes mm-hmm. at the 50th Kalia deck you've seen that day because yes, everybody likes it. Right. But. I'm surprised that the uh, How They Brew It guy isn't looking out for some more fun and unique things. Like, maybe you just write about Kalia for the next 40 articles. <laughs> but That is a challenge. We're at an impasse. I guess I have to be the time breaker. That's, that's basically where we're at now. And this is where that math comes okay. in. This is where we're going to find out whether or not we're just sudden death, like at an impasse. Uh, or Tiebreaker, here I come. I'm going to break it down. I think Dana's feelings are totally valid considering he comes up with these decks that are a little bit weird and need to get off the ground a little bit harder, but they're going up against decks that are basically stock lists out there of commanders that are super popular. I understand that the feeling doesn't make him a villain. I think the feeling is totally valid. However, if he was like getting in someone's face for being like, don't you bring Corvold Fakers King around here and not my house, I'd, I'd be like, yeah, you're being the bolus big time. But having the feeling doesn't make you the villain. I think that if anything, keeping it to yourself and just playing regardless, it is what it is. You're dealing with it. You're going up against a deck that you know is going to be good, maybe even stronger than yours. And that can feel like it's going to suck, but how good of a feeling will it be if you actually pull it out and you beat that deck? You know what I mean? But you, I can't deny that, you know, that there's a bunch of commanders that, that, that appeal to a whole swath of players that are very popular, and it is what it is. Like, I can't, I can't fault anybody for building a commander that's really good and, like, you know, appeals to them in that way. Why would I be mad at that? You know, why would I be in their face about it? I can, however, be a little frustrated that that's what I have to be up against. And that's a fair feeling. So I don't think that Dana is the bolus for having the feeling. It would be a different story if Dana was being a real dick about it, though. Anyway, speaking of commanders that you don't want to see, what is the you guys want to talk about commanders that you don't want to see? Like on a table or no 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 I mean like what if command what if there were commanders out there that were invited to a party you were at and you're like oh this friggin' guy I I don't want to see them you know is there are there are there any like that you'd want to be friends with or not rather so Mark you already know my answer is going to be Edgar Markov oh yeah because first of all. He did not tell me he was bringing a plus one, one, one black vampire (laughs) creature token. You send out the invitations and he's just like, I'm going to bring my whole vampire brood. These little vampire ding dongs showing up and be like, yeah, what's going on? And I'm like, who are you? And he's like, hey, uh, my buddy Edgar said I should come over here. Why Why are they all Italian? (laughs) Why are they from Brooklyn? It's the one accent I'm good at. You can't let me have the one accent I'm good at. It's the one accent I'm good at. Name an accent. I'll try it. I'll try an accent here. I'll try it out. Fine. American Southern. Oh, you see what I'm talking about? It's not not easy to do it. (laughs) Do you even know what American Southern sounds like? I do. I was just in Florida. uh, I'm sorry. Hey, it was a good time. I went there for a comedy fest 
called Fest. It's a it's a punk festival with some comedy, and it's called the Fest, and it ruled. You know who else I wouldn't want to see at a party is uh, Grand Arbiter August the Fourth. Mm. He's a narc, isn't he? Yeah, a bit of a narc. Actually, or he's charging money at the door. My boyfriend. He's <laughs> your boyfriend. No, 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 no. Sorry. Morgan is just saying that she also does not want to see her boyfriend at a party. <laughs> no, absolutely not. We separate circles, separate circles of hell, the both of us. Oh, God. Really? Separate mm. circles it, see, of hell? You keep, out, you keep out the riffraff by charging more. That's what Augustine does. Oh, okay. So you're like Team Grand Arbiter? Like white, blue. You can pay it. Pay it. If you want to come to the party, pay the cost. <sighs> What's the problem? It's just an extra buck at the door. You're not wrong. You know who I really don't want to see at a freaking party is Tulane. Tulane, teller of tales. Excuse me. You're holding court in the middle of the party. Nobody wants to. Come on. You don't need to be telling all these tales. You don't got to tell those stories in the middle of the room. It's a party. It's where it's where stories happen. Save the stories for after the party. You know who I don't want to see at a party? Who's that? Rashida Scalebane. Who's Rashida Scalebane? Not Rashida. You don't know who Rashida Scalebane is? No, who's, tell me who Rashida Scalebane is. The three white, white human soldier that destroys an attacking or blocking dragon? I mean, she sounds pretty good to have around if we got a dragon to deal with at the party. I, I'm i looking at the art. I'm like 90% sure that this is a guy. Okay, well then I and think he's... And he's way hotter than me. Well, I mean, I don't know that that's a problem. I feel like Rashida, they're, they're probably good to have at a party... You know who'd be annoying at a party is friggin' Corvold, Faker's King, just eating everything in his wake. That's what I'm doing. Nasty. I mean, that's probably what I, I'm. I'm posting up next to the chips, but I'm not doing it everything. Well, see, they can't be Rashida can't be at a party with with Corvold. So, well, oh, Corvold's not right. a dragon. Is Corvold that's a dragon? What, uh, Corvold's a dragon. Oh. Yeah, he is. <laughs> but you know, they could be at a party with another person. I don't want to see. And that's oh uh, Zerolin of the Claw. Okay, Ooh. you're going to have to tell me. Oh, God. Michael, this commander's just... actually good. Come on, Mike. Which one is this? What's this weird card from Mirage that only I, Solani knows? I could have said <laughs> Hakeem Loreweaver, okay? Oh, okay, I know Hakeem. So, Hakeem's a good time. I don't how know do you why know you know Hakeem, wouldn't... but not Zerolin? I know. Okay, so listen. Okay. Is Zerolin a dragon? No, it's a Viachino. Oh, you're joking! Is it been like eroded? Yeah, because it would have been would have been a legend back then. It's a Viachino shaman. Zirulin is the guy in front of the dragon, not the oh dragon. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So he brings Zirulin is at the party with Rashida. Rashida and Zirulin have a history. Oh, you know they just like pull out Glocks and start shooting each other. They've got bad oh, blood. God. Where's this party? Where where is this party happening? This party's in the south side, Slot. You, you, you know what? We need <laughs> we need Grand Arbiter at the door for this party, I guess. Oh man. Edit point. Mo Morgan edit is point? just doing like like a like a cut the neck gesture. It's like I can't I hey, can't. You know who else I wouldn't want to see at these freaking parties? Who else wouldn't you Kalia want to see? Kalia the Vast. Kalia? She is everybody's goth girl girlfriend, and that's the only reason. Why I'm not a fan. She's got what? Is, she's got like dragons and angels and demons and what? Who the hell else? Bringing is she bringing the dragons, the demons. You know, some demons are fun. Angels seem like they'd be a bad time at a party. They'll be like, "Are you sure you want to drink that other beer? Right? You really sure? That's not where you go when I'm going in in your life. They're real didactic about it. They're just like, uh, 
Is didactic even the word? Oh my god. You don't think that there's angels that wouldn't like to party? Who's an angel who would like to party? Adam Sandler's mom and little Nikki. What the? Oh, f- that's a that's a are you that's talking a spoiler about? Because you're not supposed to know he's half that's angel. That's the sweetest. You're not supposed to know that. Spoilers? Have you guys not seen Little Nicky in a while? I don't think I care about getting spoiled for an Adam Sandler film. Hey, some people love a classic and haven't seen it yet. That movie, it's a lot of fun. I can't say it holds up because some of it does not. But I laughed harder than I have in a while. This is now a podcast review of that movie. You need to tell us about this. (laughs) All right. Well, there you have it. It is down in history, the first ever caller, Dana Roach, thank you so much for calling in and asking whether or not you are the bolas. Thank you so much for listening and check us out next week. 